Hello, listeners to the podcast, Never Too Late. Yes, I know. Once again, it's been a while. Uh, Yeah, life happens. But to give you an update first on my husband, Tom, in case you're wondering, he is doing fantastic. You know, we had a pretty uh, bleak prognosis for a while there. They told us he wasn't going to get any better. Well, he fooled them. He is no longer on oxygen which is awesome. He is getting better walking, physical therapy twice a week and his walking is getting better. So um, yeah, COVID is not going to defeat us. So there's that update. Okay, today, this week, this month, whatever, I know it takes a long time between my podcasts and I apologize, but such is life. I'm going to talk about acting today because that is what I have been doing a lot of now that Tom is better, my husband is better. I have been um, doing a lot more with my acting. So first I'm going to start off, um, I'm going to get started from the very beginning. I know I might have told you all this before, but for those who might not have heard it, we're going to start completely from the beginning. So I heard about this movie being filmed and that they had, uh, you could be a background actor in it, which I thought, that sounds pretty interesting. I had never lived anywhere before where you could do something like that. So I looked into it, but it was too late for that movie. So I thought, okay, well, next time I see a movie coming out, I'm gonna check into this. And so uh, the movie I still believe was filming and I saw they were looking for background actors in it. And I thought, okay, there is my chance. I just want to see what it's all about. I just thought it would be fun to be in a movie, to be on a movie set. So my husband and I both signed up to do it and we got chosen to be background actors. We were actually in a scene that was in a cemetery which it was actually really a cemetery, um, but it was a funeral scene. Uh, we got to be in there with uh, Gary Sinise and the, some of the other main actors. And we stood kind of like right behind Gary Sinise, which was really cool. So we thought, oh, our first time being in a movie, we're gonna be able to see ourselves. Yeah, no, that's not quite how it works because they obviously they edit things and uh, yeah. Long story short, we ended up on the cutting room floor. You cannot see us in that scene. In fact, that scene, ooh, sorry about that. That was my phone. That scene lasted about 20 seconds maybe. So um, yeah, all those hours and the scene was about 20 seconds and we were not even, you can't even see us. But it was a great experience. It was so interesting to see what actually went on behind the behind the cameras. Um, just y'all, if you've never been on a movie movie set, you would not believe how many crew members there are, just taking care of everything. Uh, maybe that'll be another podcast talking about what all the crew members do. 
but it was just so interesting to me just to see how it all worked. And so after that, I decided, hmm, I think I wanna check this out and see what else, see what all it entails. So I got in touch with the agent who actually hired us to be background actors and asked her more questions. And she told me I needed to get into acting classes and there just happened to be some acting classes in the area. So I drug Tom with me to the first couple of acting classes. He dropped out after that. He wasn't as interested in it as I was, but we went to those first couple of acting classes and those classes were with Gary Grubbs. Now you might not all recognize his name, but if you Google him, you'll recognize him. So Gary's classes are kind of cold reads. You go there and he will set you up with a partner and he'll give you a scene and you'll have like maybe five, 10 minutes to go over this scene and then you'll perform it in front of the class and he will critique you. So when I first went, wow, I was horrible. <laughs> That's about all I can say is, yeah, I was horrible. Obviously I was very green and had no clue what I was doing, but at least it uh, gave me a chance to get comfortable, comfortable acting and doing stuff in front of people. I'll never forget the first time in that class that I actually went, wow, or I don't even know how to explain it, but I was teamed up with Brad Knapp, who has become a good friend of mine. And this scene was like a husband and wife who were arguing and he just yelled at me. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is it. I got it. And that was actually really good for me to be teamed up with Brad in that scene to realize, okay, I got it now. You, you, got, you can't be timid, you can't be shy, which I admit it still took me a long time to do that, but thank you, Brad, I appreciate it. That was, that was awesome. So I kept uh, working with Gary every week until COVID hit and shut everything down. Well, I need to backtrack just a little bit. In the meantime, I did, um, sign up with an agent who is representing me now and I went and got headshots and all that stuff started a resume because that's what that's what you have to do I mean if you want if you want to be an actor you're gonna have to put time and money into it and I know people will say headshots I can't afford headshots but you know what you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't have headshots. So just take the time, spend the money. It's really not that expensive. And if nothing else, you got some really good photos of yourself, but look for a headshot photographer, not just a portrait photographer. There is a difference. I should probably talk just a little bit about equipment that you might need if you decide you want to take up acting. Now for, a while when you're first getting started, you might be able to find some place to go that will film your auditions for you. And I don't know, it depends on where you live, I suppose, how, how, what kind of places there are for that. And they do charge money though. 
So what I did is I invested in my own equipment so I can do it myself at home. And that way it's also a little more relaxed. Um, nowadays, everything is mostly self tapes that you send in once in a while you you will still have an in-person audition where you actually have to go there but right now most things are self taped so you just tape yourself and you send it in so if you don't have a place to go or if you decide oh my gosh that's costing me a fortune to be able to just send in an audition just and do what i did and just invest in some inexpensive equipment i bought myself um a backdrop and some box lights and a, a tripod you can use if you have a good camera on your phone you can just use your phone I actually use my MacBook though but before I got the MacBook I just used my phone so as long as you have good lighting good sound a good quality picture any of that will work for you a lot of the stuff actually I think all the stuff I just bought on Amazon. When we moved into our new house, instead of using a backdrop, I actually painted a blank wall. I actually had space then where I, I just painted a wall so I don't have to keep setting up a, a backdrop all the time. But, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot, really. You just need good quality. So I just thought I'd throw that out there for you. So also before COVID hit, um, I'll backtrack a little get a, a bit again. I was working with Lance Nichols. Lance is another actor who teaches acting. And for a while I would go over to New Orleans to see Lance and he would help me. And Lance actually put me on camera so I could see what I was doing. And I remember my first class with Lance, he talked about how I, uh, what do you call it? Um, I just kept moving back and forth. I need to learn how to stand still. So uh, that was an eye opener for me. And I also blinked a lot. And I've since learned, I think you blink when you're concentrating, when you're trying to come up with a word or trying to remember what's happening. And so you blink a lot, maybe. I, I think that's what I read. Anyway, so Lance helped me a lot with that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was very interesting and seeing myself on camera and seeing myself doing it and then having him redirect me and doing it again and just seeing the difference. Another coach I worked with was Crystal Carson. I went to Atlanta to one of her workshops she put on and I was there for three or four days, I think. And that was another eye-opening experience for me, just, just the way she taught and how to look at things differently and do some background work on your character and figure it out. It was, it was, it was really interesting. And then she had an exercise in her special small workshop where I think there was only eight of us in it, just to practice um, speaking to your partner and connecting with your partner. So that was great too. I've also done a few casting director workshops, which are just one day workshops. And you go in and you have a piece and you perform it for the casting director and they give you, you know, some redirects and stuff and you, and you try it again. And the first one of those I did was with Raven Drummer. 
And Raven is with Tyler Perry Studios. And once again, I was pretty green when I went in and I did a workshop with Raven Drummer. I thought I did pretty good. Actually, she gave me pretty good scores on my score sheet too, so she was very nice. <laughs> but uh, I think if I went to another one of her workshops, I think, I hope, I'm pretty sure, I would get a much better score from her, but it was just cool being able to perform for one of Tyler Perry's casting directors. That was one of, another great experience. I also went to a workshop with Ryan Glorioso, another casting director. He is out of New Orleans. And I learned a lot at his workshop too. Mainly that, you know, once again, I really hadn't had a lot of classes and I went to his workshop and I was green. I was green. Watching the other people in that workshop was, wow, I was like, oh man, I should not have come today. But he was very nice. He was very nice and he gave me tips and, you know, I worked on those tips and, and got better from that too. And I've also gone to a casting director workshop with Matthew Morgan who does a lot in, well, he's also in Toronto, but he does a lot in Mississippi, Louisiana. And I did a piece for him, which, okay, I, that was farther along. So I think I, I think I hope I was a little bit better when I did that piece, but I still think I've come a long way since then. And the reason I've come a long way since then is Amy Linden. So uh, like I was saying earlier, COVID hit, classes stopped. So I was like, man, I need, I need to do something. And I saw a post that Amy Linden was doing a one-day workshop. I thought, okay, cool. I had no idea who Amy Linden was. Sorry, Amy, I didn't know who you were. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. Well, here's my chance to at least take a class. So I took her one-day class and like I have said before, Amy is a tough coach. She's not gonna sugarcoat anything. She's not gonna pull any punches. She is gonna tell you like it is. I tell you what, I was, I was honestly scared to death. Yeah. And uh, I was scared, but I did it. And since after that, I found out Amy was going to start giving weekly classes also via Zoom. Amy is out in uh, the LA area, so it's not like I could go see her and take a class anyway. So I checked into her weekly classes and I signed up and yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe she could tell, I don't know. Amy will have to tell me if she could tell how really green I was having not really had any classes per se um you know cold reads cold reads are good but i don't think you really learn a whole lot doing cold reads you don't have time to break down the script and and do all that kind of stuff so so amy was the first one who i spent any time with in depth now amy uh, you go to her into her class she sends you a scene ahead of time 
I take her Tuesday class. So I get my scenes on Friday night and she has 15 guides to go through. Now I'm going to have Amy on my podcast. I really am. And we're going to, and so she's going to be able to go more into depth about this stuff. But she has 15 guidelines. And if you work through her guidelines, it is so helpful. I am amazed at how far, how far I've come. And once I actually started paying attention to her guidelines and not trying to just float through it, I guess, it made a world of difference. So Amy is the kind of coach where if you come in and you are really not prepared and you're really not getting it, she will kick you out. And I don't mean like she'll kick you out and say, ah, you're done, don't ever come back. No, she kicks you out for your benefit. She will say, go work on it. I'm kicking you out, go work on it. And trust me, this has happened to me several times. It's happened to everybody several times. And she will say, go work on it. And then after everybody has gone through once, she will come back to you. And hopefully you're supposed to have worked on it and use the notes she's given you and get better. And then she'll work with you through it again. So it's just, it's just amazing. Like I said, how far I have come with Amy. And two weeks ago, I had my scene with her in class and I totally nailed it. It was like, for the, for like, I, I think it was the first time. It was such a good feeling to finally, finally get one perfect. Well, it maybe wasn't perfect. I don't know. You know, who can say what perfect is, but I did it. And uh, I even, she even clapped for me and yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was my good day. And then of course, you know, then I come back again and yeah, she has notes for me and she'll stop you in the middle and give you notes and have you try it again. And so, yeah, it's just, it's the way she coaches is a very good learning experience, a very good way to learn. Um, I can look back on my past classes, even my past auditions that I've done pre-Amy, BA, before Amy. And yeah, there is a world of difference. So enough about that. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm going to find the time to get Amy actually on my podcast and interview her because you guys are gonna, you guys will learn a lot just from listening to her, I think. So as far as acting goes, um, you know, it was obviously slow during COVID. You know, nobody was doing anything during COVID. I had, right before COVID, I had done a television show and I had done a commercial and these were all within like two weeks of each other. And I thought, yay, I am finally getting going here. But, and then COVID hit and everything stopped. So it was a very long dry spell. Well, last week I got to do background again and uh, there's a movie filming. Well, it's, it's not a secret. There's a movie filming with Robert De Niro, Kim Cattrall, Leslie Bibb, 
you know, a bunch of other people. And I got to do background on that. And it was just so fun to be able to be back on set again. Like I said, even if your background, just seeing what goes on behind the scenes, just watching and learning and, and watching these really good actors do their job. That's a learning experience also. And I got to, uh, I got to be fairly close to these actors. So yeah, it was great. And, and then even just, you know, when you work background, there's a lot of waiting around. So then you uh, you get to meet the other people. I was on set for three days. You get to meet the other people, you know, that are also doing background. You become friends and, you know, cause y'all sit down and chit chat. I was noticing that like on the first day of doing background where nobody really knows anybody, it's really quiet. Nobody really talks to each other. But then by the second and especially the third day, it gets a little loud and boisterous because everybody's talking to each other then everybody's become friends and exchange phone numbers and Facebook friended each other and Instagram and all that stuff. So yeah, it's actually pretty cool, you know, getting to meet the other people. So that was a fun experience. And then I actually booked a role on a TV show. So I am actually, as we speak, I am in a hotel and I go to sets later this afternoon. I was there yesterday. So that's fun to actually be back on set where I actually get to do the acting. And this was exciting for me because they actually paid for my hotel. <laughs> I feel like, wow, they're paying for my hotel. I finally arrived. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, I keep auditioning. In fact, I brought all my stuff with me, um, partly because I had class. But just in case I got an audition, I brought all my stuff with me. And turns out I have had two auditions since I've been here. So that's been exciting, too. I'm glad I brought all my stuff with me. And I, I probably talked about this before too, but just to get an audition, you're winning. You know, think of uh, you submit for something, your agent submits you for something and you might not hear anything. You know, they don't even give you an audition for it, right? They just pick other people. So just getting an audition is a win. And then... If you do happen to book the role, that's a real win because the odds are, depends on the role, but it could be one in a thousand, one in 2000, who knows? You know, it depends on, on what the role is, what it's for, how big of a project it is, but the odds, the odds are against you. <laughs> the odds are against you, but you know, you keep doing it because, because you love it, because it's fun. And, and even, you know, auditioning, it's practice. You still get to act, even if it's just an audition. So yeah, like I said, that's a win. So you just keep plugging along, doing the best you can. And if you don't love it, you wouldn't keep doing it. I mean, why would you keep doing stuff, keep getting rejected if it wasn't something you like? That sounds really sad. 
rejected. I'm always rejected. Not always. That time comes along when they choose you, when you book the role. Then you get all excited again, and then you're amped up again, and then you know why you actually do this. I have no idea how long I've been talking for, so it might be short, it might be long. I don't even know, but that's okay. I, I got another podcast in, in the middle of my, what has become a crazy life, but that's okay. It's my life and I'm going to live it that way. And I will get ready to go to set this afternoon and I get to be somebody else for the afternoon, which is always fun. And with that, I will sign off. And remember, I'm going to go back again to it's never too late to follow your dreams. Because, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I am not a youngster. And here I am doing what I find to be a very fun thing. It's a hobby that you get paid for. Maybe that's what it is. So until next time, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.